A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wrestle, 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 hard, hard, wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. Seven ways wrestlers kill performance. Welcome back to Wrestling Mindset. It's Mindset Monday again, and we're in the midst of a four-part series, peaking for the postseason. We're excited to bring it to you. This is exactly what you need. This is exactly what coaches need to hear, what wrestlers need to hear, and parents need to hear right now for these next four weeks. You don't want to miss any of them. Get your notebook out. Get ready to take notes. Remember, Wrestling Mindset. We are a sports-specific, a wrestling-specific sports psychology program designed to help teams and individuals overcome their mental blocks and win. Let's jump into it. That's right. Everyone knows the deeper we get into the postseason, the more mental it becomes, right? Maybe maybe it's physical early on in the year um, leading up to a match, but the closer you get to a match, the closer you get to the postseason, the more mental it becomes, right? The day of the state tournament, the day of the district tournament, you can't do much physically, Right? You, could, you could eat healthy. You could have a good breakfast. Not too much you could do to improve physically. It really comes down to your mindset. 90, 95% mental on match day. So as we get closer and closer into the postseason, we need to make sure we're honing our mental skills and we're, we're peaking mentally and not just physically. So today the topic is going to be specifically seven ways wrestlers kill postseason performance. So before we go into the, the positive things that you could do to improve in the postseason, the peak mentally, we're going to talk about what are some of the things that kill your performance. So the first one, becoming too much of a fan instead of a competitor. So we talk about this a lot, focusing too much on rankings, predictions. What does flow wrestling say about me? What is intermat? What is track wrestling? What are, all, what, are, what are the newspapers saying about me? What are the predictions? What is Twitter? What is Instagram? Right, what, focusing too much as on a, being a fan. You're either a fan or a competitor. We're competing. It's time to compete. We got to focus on what can I do to improve in my in my sport. What can I do to that I I could actually control? Right. You can't straddle the line. And this time of year, you see with football, with the Super Bowl, you hear about the storylines, the predictions. Um, March Madness basketball. Not that any of you are paying any attention to that because why would we? But in any event, <laughs> no offense. They're doing great. They're doing their thing. They have great mindsets too. But we see it. We see it all the time. We get sucked into the fan mentality because that's how we were raised. And we always say wrestlers wrestle, coaches coach, officials officiate, and fans cheer. There's no overlap in between. 
So you can't straddle the line. You can't be living half and half. You're either all in or all out. So be a competitor, not a fan. That means putting down the newspaper, turning off your social media, LeBron James. This is not that radical. So LeBron James goes on a social media blackout during the playoffs. <laughs> After we just poo-poo basketball, we're going to use him as an example. But it's but it's right. We're looking at someone who's the best in the world and, and goes off social media. It's not just him. How many times do brackets come out and then everyone's saying, oh, I got a bad seed or I'm wrestling this person. I'm in a good place in the bracket or a bad place in the bracket. We see it all the time. So you're not a fan during this period of time. If it's important enough to you, you'll do it. And if you're a parent and you want to make a difference in your kid's life, you have to put your ego aside. You have to put some of your habits to the side. Same as a coach. Be in it for the kid. Don't talk about records and rankings. Don't make them big or small matches. And number one, it starts with you, the athlete. Don't be a fan. Be a wrestler. Make that commitment. Yeah, and another distinction to make is in the actual tournament. So when you're competing in the match, in the tournament, in the postseason, watching wrestling, right? We can't be a fan during the event. You know, I know a lot of you, you have friends that are competing, your best friends, your siblings are competing, but we can't focus too much on being a fan for their match because then that sucks the energy out of us. So we really have to be aware of, you know, I'm not saying you can't cheer or watch any wrestling during the event, but we have to be very careful how that's affecting us mentally and physically. I know that's something that we, we talk about because when, when we were in high school, I, I was a 103 pounder, Gene was a 140 pounder. So it's like sometimes he's thinking too much about my match and that could suck the energy out of his belt. Right. And, you know, it, it happens. Like you, you care about your brother, you care about your teammates or you should. But you have to learn to turn it off at a competition. Everyone has to be a little bit more selfish. And, and you're doing it because it's going to be better for each person. And then obviously you're on each other's side the whole time. But, I mean, we've seen it. We're liter literally twins where, we're you know, the whole year it's like, hey, don't work working with them. It's like, hey, don't watch your brother's match. Don't watch your brother's match. You get to the quarterfinals, brother's in an overtime match. Bro brother's coaching him from the side. And his opponent's warming up. He doesn't care. So, and then what happens? The brother winds up winning. It's all emotional for him. The other kid still doesn't care. And now they go out and wrestle. And then the, and then the other twin loses by one point. And you can't help but think maybe if you had a little bit more energy, a little bit more gas in the tank, and even a little more focus rather than, you know, cheering your brother on to, to be just focused on what you're doing. I mean, I'm sure you didn't see the Brands brothers out cheering each other on for the match. But what did, what did Brands say? It's like, I'm happy as heck for him. It's not Terry Brands trying to do what Tom Brands did. It's just, you know, get, getting it done. And you could see in their interviews, it really wasn't. And you would think it would be a lot more about the sibling rivalry. And I'm sure when they were competing against each other, they wanted to rip each other's heads off. But it really wasn't about doing what the other person was doing. It really wasn't. You could hear them talk. That's right. All right, number two, focusing too much on winning. So that's going to kill our performance. And that might sound counterintuitive. But if we're focusing on winning, too much on winning, first of all, we can't control it. Right. So the whole predator mindset, if we can't control it, we don't want to be focusing very much on it, if, if at all. Right. Focusing too much on winning could add pressure and it really doesn't do anything to help us. Yeah. If you're focusing on winning, that's outcome related. Winning and losing is outcome related. Get it off. Get it off the outcome and start thinking in terms of performance, effort, attitude and aggressiveness. And, and this is something that and I, I was just working with the team last night and I said, you really need to have the conversations with your parents and your coaches now, now, because you have three weeks before the postseason or something to that effect. And, and talk about we're not going to speak about winning. We're not going to speak about losing. This is going to be about what I can control and communicating what exactly you need. 
Do you need them to more joke around with you, keep the mood light? Do you want them to not talk to you about wrestling at all? I mean, there's a time and a place even for a coach to turn it off. But if it's always wrestling, if it's always focusing on winning, it's going to be hard. Obviously, everyone wants to win. I mean, if you were th in third grade, maybe you would say, hey, you know, you want to win. You want, you know, you hate to lose. You don't need to tell yourself that in high school. Get the focus off of winning. That's right. Number three for ways wrestlers kill postseason performance, blaming the referee. Bad calls are going to happen, right? We've seen plenty of bad calls. You're going to think you had a takedown. It wasn't a takedown. There's going to be, I don't know, maybe you get, you lift the guy, you return him, they call you for a slam. You think you had the takedown in overtime, no takedown, you got to do it again. Bad calls are going to happen. Blaming the referee, again, that's outside of our control. The referee is human too. They make mistakes. We have to know that going in, it's going to happen. And we have to be willing to deal with that. And we have to not focus on that or blame the referee. Otherwise, it's just, there's no, absolutely no way it's going to help us. It could only hurt us. I hate the instant replay rule. And look, I'm all about ju I'm all about justice. I love I love to you know I want to see the fair thing, the right thing happen. But refs are going to blow calls. Think about how much time it takes when someone throws in the towel. One of the coaches. I know this doesn't happen in in, in high school and college. Correct me if I'm wrong. Does that happen in college? Yes. Did, did they did they allow you to throw a brick in? I don't know if you you don't throw the brick in, but you can you can yeah peel the call. Can they test a call where it goes to an instant replay? Yeah. Okay, I probably know this, but we're, you know, you get in the zone when you're talking, you, you forget sometimes the obvious, but, but you know why? You know why I forget this too, because I don't care about it. And I hate the instant replay because it slows everything down. The tournament winds up going longer and it's just, and then like the guy won the match and then it's like pause and then they won again. It's like, it's, it's just weird. You got to look at it like I, the way I see it. And I've, and I've had good calls and bad calls my way in my career. It's worth the trade-off having a human being make the call and just and just accepting the trade-off that sometimes they're gonna make the wrong call. It's fine. And I think it's also because we came up, we came up with a coach, Don Ernst, who is also at CJA, the great Gene Lazark, who is our longtime the exclusive wrestling club. We should say this: the exclusive wrestling club of wrestling minds, not of wrestling mindset, of the founders of wrestling mind of the Zanetti brothers. And, and Marcello Medini. And Rudy Medini. So at one point in time at Rutgers, at, when we were, we were on the Rutgers wrestling team, well, you weren't on the Rutgers wrestling team, but me, it was, it was me, Marcello, Rudy, Cavico, and this all started not far down the road at Gene Lazarks and CJA. So shout out to him. And him and Don, they never talked about, they never talked about weight. I never remember Gene Lazark telling me I needed to get my weight down. I never remember him saying, oh, this guy's too big for you. It was technique, technique, technique. And really, and when you think about it, there's a, there's a lesson to be said about that too, where it wasn't so much talking about a lot of things. It was more technique, technique, technique. So you're focused on the day-to-day, -day, the, the ins and outs. And um, where are we going with this? The referee making a bad call. You know, I got some bad calls my senior year of high school. I was up 6-3 with, with um, 26 seconds left in the match. Got hit with my first stall on top. I was on top. And four stall calls, I wound up losing the match 7-6, no change in position. And I don't ever remember Don or Gene Lazark ever saying anything. I mean, they acknowledged that, hey, like some rough calls, but they didn't dwell on it. I mean, a lot of people in our life, like our dad dwelled on it. Like he would have a problem with the referee right now if he saw him. There might be a fight, <laughs> which is terrible. But nonetheless, I mean, I guess if your son, we'll see this more as fathers, that you know, if someone actually takes something from your son, that you've been working for. Anyway, forgive and forget. But the point is, 
Don and Gene Lazark, they never spoke about, oh, you got screwed. What a bad call. We had other people, probably the majority of the people in my life said that. Gene Lazark and Don Ernst never said that. That was not a CJA mindset, Central Jersey Alliance. It was focus on getting on, on doing what you got to do. So, hey, you know what? The ref's a human. He blows the call. They said, you know what they said? You got to get elbow deep. You hit a fireman's carry. You take the guy down. You're inside leg. This goes to one of the topics we spoke about yesterday, but you're inside leg. My elbow wasn't deep. And because of that, the guy turned out. He said, if your elbow is deep, you win the match and you're holding him on his back. Well, what was the focus there? It was on technique. It wasn't about the referee, even if they might have been some of the worst calls in New Jersey wrestling history. And I've heard many people tell me that these are the, literally the worst calls they've ever seen. I have friends, moms who say, oh, that's terrible what they did to that kid. But remember, this is coming from me. Even after that, getting, getting the, the hose job of the calls, I'd still rather the referee make the call. I don't want it to go back to an instant replay. Everything stops, de stops um, dead in its track. So. Well, we were taught at CJ is to take the ref out of the match, right? It, sh it shouldn't be close. If it's a close match, yeah, the ref could have more of an impact in the match, right? We were taught... Take the ref out of the match, right? You should be winning by more points. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be an issue. So it's not an excuse. And then, and then we go back to Zeke. He always used to tell us, win the match two or three times. You think you had the takedown? All right, whatever. Go again. Win the match again. Another, another bad call? Win the match a third time. You have to have that mindset that I'm, I'll do it again if I have to. I'll beat him again. If you Back in the day when you could protest the call, there's times you could protest. You'd have to re-wrestle the match. Right. It's like think about Pat Smith and Randy Lewis and in situations like that. It's like Carrie Cole. So you have to re-wrestle the match, re-wrestle the position, start with a minute left. Well, yeah, that maybe it's not fair. Uh, we don't do things like that anymore, really. But OK, let's do it. You know, let's wrestle again if we have to. So anyway, blaming the ref will absolutely hurt our performance in the postseason. Number four, wrestling like you have something to defend. Wrestling like you have something to defend, so you're, to defend. Wrestling not to lose. So you think about someone who maybe is a junior, they won a state title. Or last year they won a district title. And now they're wrestling with that on their shoulders. right? I have to defend my state championship. I have to defend my district championship. That's in the past. You have that medal, that bracket forever. You're going out to compete for it. Right, right now there is, there is no, whatever weight class you are, 2022 district or state champion. That's up for grabs. So whether you won it last year or not, whether everyone in the state expects you to win it or not, it is irrelevant. It is up for grabs. You have to compete for it. And if you wrestle not to lose, chances are you're not going to be aggressive enough. You're not going to put in enough effort in the match. And, you know, that's not going to help our performance. We're much more likely to lose if we wrestle that way. So we got to be wrestling. We got to be competing to win, not focusing on winning, but competing to win rather than competing not to lose. Right. It's because because people do like they they're they're too preoccupied with that outcome again. We're constantly saying it. So just getting your getting your mind out of there. You have to you have to be focusing on things you could control. It sounds repetitive, but it is. Yep. Number five, not controlling everything you could control. Right. That's going to hurt our performance. So if we're not controlling thing the 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 little things like am I sleep what are my sleep habits look like? Am I getting seven eight hours of sleep? My nutrition habits, right? Weight management. I, I'd imagine a lot of people are, are losing some weight. There's a right way to do it, and there's a wrong way to do it. Are you cutting weight, or are you actually managing your weight? Are you eating healthy? You know, are you doing extra whatever, running or elliptical, whatever you do to get down to weight? Are you 
are you eating healthy? Are you drinking water? Are you drinking unnecessary calories, right? Are you doing those little things the right way? Are you stretching after workouts, right? For flexibility and also injury prevention. Are you doing those little things? If you're not focusing on some of those little things, then that's going to, it's, it's going to obviously impact us negatively in the postseason. Right. How about this? Stop doing yoga altogether because that's not, that doesn't benefit you in the way that you want it to. What you want to do is after practice, this is what we did in college. Okay. This, you want to see what, this is what the college guys were doing. We used to, this was the time to cut weight after practice. People would throw their sweats on now, not, not during live after practice, going into the team room, but before, or maybe they go into the team room, they get their sweats, they put it on and they do static stretching which you don't do before practice or after practice. And I mean, it's kind of funny. It's like during the day, it doesn't even make sense yoga because during the day you're moving, you're, you're up, you're during the day, you want to move around. And now we're going to static stretch during the day. Even if you're not going to compete, you're trying to wake up. You're trying to, you have a loaded schedule. You're trying to pay attention to class. Um, you're, you're studying. You don't need to be putting yourself to sleep after practice though. You need to cut some weight. So that's the perfect time to do it. You put the sweats on, not the perfect time to do yoga, but just do some static stretching until you, until you, until your sweat breaks. And that's what it was. I think I remember, I think I remember Matt Bellani saying that, that like, you got to keep, you keep it until your sweat breaks. He might not have said it, but he was doing it. A quick break from today's podcast. Wrestling season is here. Wrestling Mindset is the number one wrestling specific program anywhere in the world. This season, make sure to work with a wrestling mindset coach to get the mental edge so that you can build confidence, stay motivated, and bring out your best when it means the most. Wrestling Mindset works with hundreds of wrestlers and teams each year. We have a special offer this season for our podcast listeners. Go to our website at wrestlingmindset.com, click on the free trial session, type your name and information. In the last section, you'll see additional information. Type in podcast discount. Wrestlers will receive an $100 discount, and teams will have a $200 discount for any team program. Again, go to WrestlingMindset.com, click on the free trial session, type in podcast discount under additional information. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount in their first month, and teams will receive a $200 discount in any team program. Get the mental edge today. Now back to our podcast. I remember him, you know, put the sweats on and, and stretch. That was the time to stretch. So, right time. Number six, giving any opponent too much respect. So, if we're putting our opponents on the pedestal, that's that's going to hurt us in the postseason, right? You're you're wrestling. It's just another opponent, right? We can't be wrestling the name. We can't be wrestling their past titles. You know, the more we're thinking about what they've done in the past, how good they are, what their name is, that's just that's only going to hurt our performance. We got to wrestle. We got to get. We got to get to our types. We got to get to our takedowns. We got to get to our turns. We got to be focused on the process of what's going to help us to score the next point. Focusing too much on our opponent, I don't care who it is, it's just not going to help us. Right. And I mean, there's, there's, there's little things you could do with scouting here and there, but I wouldn't be preoccupied with it. If you were going to watch video on your opponents, it's not saying you can't. I mean, maybe, maybe in our past we didn't do it and we didn't, you know, we didn't want to do it at all, but it was also because we were probably going over video a little bit too much at the time. And, and it's so it happens as you start to develop an aversion to video. And here's something we were talking about. Make sure you're also watching matches you do well at. Don't just watch your mistakes. Watch the matches you do well at. And at the same time, if you are going to scout your opponent, might be little things here and there, but you shouldn't be your top two or three takedowns. And everyone should do this now. Write down your three best takedowns, A, B, and C. Write down your three best turns on top, A, B, and C. Your three best bottom moves, A, B, and C. And you know it. So here's the thing. 
if you're if you're scouting an opponent, it shouldn't be like, oh, now I'm going to throw something wild and crazy at him. It should be something like, OK, uh, you know, A, B and C and 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 watch out for that. Not even watch out for that. But like, you know, you might be aware. Like I remember my my, my varsity wrestle off freshman year kid, a real good fireman's carry. And coach told uh, my personal coach said, circle the other way. And I circled the other way and he was nowhere near a fireman's carry, completely shut him down. But that was good. But it probably could have been a little bit more focus on, OK, circle the other way. And now you have your A, B and C. Maybe you don't hit your A to that side, but maybe you hit B or C to that side. So if you're circling that way, you're looking for B and C. If that, if that makes sense. So you need to make sure you know your top three best moves on neutral, on top and on bottom. That's clarity. Yeah, we, we better be more concerned with what we're going to do to score points than what we're going to do to not give up points or not get scored on. And then I even go back to our success journal. I was just talking to one of our athletes about this yesterday. You notice when you, when you go into the book here, right, today I improved. There's three lines for that. Things I could have done better. There's one line, right? So tomorrow's resolution, one line. We want to be focused on improvement, but, you know, it's – it's easy for an athlete who really cares about their performance to think too much about what they have, what they have to improve on. You have a whole list of things I need to get better at, which might be true, but then they're not focused on what they're good at. I'm sure we're going to get to that in one of the later postseason videos, but focusing what you're good at is crucial. You got to know what you're good at. You got to feel good about that. And then that's got to be a point of focus rather than, you know, what the, what your opponent does. Well, you can, again, be aware of it, but we can't dwell on it which I understand there's a fine line, hence the, all the physical and mental training that you have to do. Right. Number seven, last one. This one, I, we, if you go into our blog, which we'll link, we have it as six and a half because we shouldn't even have to mention this one, but things that are going to kill your performance, smoking, drugs, alcohol, dipping, right? These, these should be a no-brainer, right? I remember as, as kids, our, our grandpa, he would always tell us, he's like, your athletes don't drink. He's like, that was one of the things that he always told himself. He was an athlete, you know, he saw himself as an athlete. So he just never drank when he was younger because he just looked at his, I'm an athlete. I'm trying to perform better. Um, I don't drink, you know, I don't smoke. That's only going to hurt my performance. And this is, you know, how many years ago. And the fact that we have to bring this up stinks, but it's, it's a reality that people are still making some obvious poor choices that are going to negatively affect you in the postseason. And then obviously way beyond that as well. Right. And we gave a little, <laughs> it wasn't an intentional dig at my dad before with the referee situation, but now we got to give the positive because my dad is my hero. He's the hero of all of us, um, our brothers. And, and one thing that I always thought is my dad was always, our dad always exercised. He was always in good shape. Our dad never smoked. Our dad never drank. I mean, maybe he had a glass of wine or a beer at dinner. He was of age. He had one, <laughs> you know, it's like, it wasn't like, he was abusing that and he exercised and he was always in good shape and he, and even now still being in good shape, for, you know, and it's like, I just, you know, you say, it's like, all right, I want to be like my dad. I don't want to be like these kids, these, these other kids. And so that, that's the thing. Like if you're a coach, I mean, our coaches weren't out party. I, I never saw them party. Don definitely wasn't party. Right? So it's like, you know, you got to be the example as the coach is what I think I'm, I'm saying. And if you are a coach that drinks a little bit, you could work on it. And if, well, you should be working on it. But along those lines, don't tell the kids. Don't post pictures. Don't try to be cool or one of the guys that's not keeping it real or telling it like it is. That's you hurting your, your athletes. You're a mentor. So when you're a mentor, everything about you has to raise up a level. I mean, if you're, an, I think about it like that too, as an older sibling, 
you should raise up a level. You're, if you're a parent, you should raise up a level. If you're a coach, you're raising it up a level where everything is positive. And um, give another good Don story. And again, a lot of times these things happened at CJA. And credit to Gene Lazark, a lot of times Don would come in and Gene would step back and Don would run the entire show because, because they were, it was, they were lessons that, that Gene agreed with and he knew Don was making a good point. And sometimes what you need to do as a coach is get out of the way. What would Don say? None of this, no ego. And Gene okay. Lazark over at CJA would step to the side and let Don run the whole show. And where was I going? Okay, so Don one time, there was a wrestler who, and think about, put yourself back in high school. Like, you know kids party, you know guys go out and drink. Like, we get it, we know we know what that's like. And and Don told us once, he like brought it in, he's like, this guy who, th who thinks he's a serious wrestler, you know, mixing the context a little bit. He was like, you think he's a serious wrestler, but this kid is doing weed. And like, we almost started cracking up where it's like, Right, like half the team does weed, and like he, you know, like he, you know, he was bringing it up like it was like a really big deal. It's like this kid is doing weed, and it's like, no, he's not the he's not the weird one. The kid's the weird one. Don, you know, Don Gene Lazark, they had their head on straight. It is like that. If you're trying to be a serious wrestler, it's like this guy's a serious wrestler, and you're doing weed and and crap. It's like that's not serious. And even if there are good wrestlers, because you might see this, and sometimes like. You'll see this at sometimes really good schools or get to college. And there's people doing weed and alcohol and even cocaine and heroin where we've seen it. And we've seen it take wrestlers lives. So it's like it's 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 not a joke. And it's sometimes happening at these Ivy Leagues. It's happening everywhere. Let's not kid ourselves. It's happening everywhere. It's happening at the community college. It's happening at the state school. It's happening at the Ivy League school. It's happening at the public school. It's happening at the private school. So you, you parents, you have to model that good behavior because your kid's going to see it anywhere. Um, and maybe this even becomes a shout out for homeschooling. But I guess that's that's a about, you know, different topic. And I know it's tough and everything, but it's it's you can't be you know, you can't be messing around with alcohol and drugs. If you're a serious athlete, it's like get serious. Even, you know, some some serious teams that were known for partying, they had a policy that we don't party in the season. It's only it's only three months out of the year, college six months out of the year, you know, get serious. Yeah. So this 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 one's less of even a postseason lesson and way beyond, because when you know, the more you talk about it, you think about, you know, people that we knew that we wrestled with growing up that are that are no longer with us. And a, and a lot had to do with things like this. Right. And, and maybe they're maybe it's not, you know, marijuana, but it's that leads into other things. Right. And it's just, you see that it's, it's a, it's a big deal, right? We got to be living the lifestyle of a champion. So that's the thing. If you're really trying to live the lifestyle of a champion, a kid understands that it's not helping them, right? If you need to give them the research, you look at things like even smoking and dipping. Cause I, I look at the article we have here, it constricts your blood vessels, right? Poor for performance, right? Alcohol, alcohol decreases testosterone, so you think you're becoming more of a man, you're actually becoming less of a man if you're wrestling, right? You're going to be, you're losing strength by doing that. So, you know, it's something where you have to look at, you have to look at the big, big picture. Yes, it's going to hurt you in the postseason, but these are things that they're just not helping you. <laughs> they're not helping you, period. Uncle Bruce always told us that. You think, you're, you think drinking is going to make you more of a man, it lowers your testosterone. So it's going to, it's going to make you less of a man, you're more of a woman. And we know it's like, why are people taking, why are people... Why is steroids such a big deal? Because they work. Because you know the more testosterone you have, the more likely you are to succeed. Women bodybuilders know that too. That's why they're doping also. 
right? So you shouldn't be doing that, obviously. The point is give yourself the, the chance the right way. I mean, me, here's, here's where I'm at. You talk about having um, testosterone, six Brazil nuts a day, handful of almonds. It's like doing it the natural way, having your, having your daily vitamins, hydration. If you're dehydrated, number one cause of daytime fatigue, according to Harvard research, it lowers your metabolism, protein synthesis, and fat oxidization. You want to start throwing around technical terms, sound smart. All those systems that you need to burn fat and build muscle and build endurance, all of that shuts down if you're dehydrated. So, and naturally, it's not going to be working as effectively if you have that natural testosterone. So you need to be firing on all cylinders. Don't don't cripple yourself. There, there you go. So the half number for this exercise, like I said, if you go if you go to the blog, I printed out here. There's it's six and it's called six and a half ways wrestlers kill postseason performance. So this one's only a half number, but we talked about it the longest because I, I hope you've realized by now that wrestling mindset isn't just about performance on the mat. Yeah, we want you to win. We want you to win the, the right way, right, on the mat. But we also want we want you to win in life, right, in the classroom and just health, family, relationships, faith. It's it's the it's the total picture. So yeah. that the the half the half um, number on this on this exercise became the maybe the the key lesson here. Right. We know the cardinal virtues are prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. And the way you remember that is peanut butter and jelly, French toast. P J F T. Prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. And what we're really talking about here is fortitude. One of the sub-virtues of fortitude is magnanimity. That means striving for excellence in all things, especially in great things. And what they really mean by great things is faith, the spiritual life. Right? So, but striving for excellence in all things. That's why. If you're trying to be a good role model, who did we quote today? Who are we talking about? We're talking about our dad. We're talking about our uncle. So what does that show you? If you're a family member of someone, kids are listening. They're paying attention. You could have an impact as a dad. Coaches a lot. We talked about Don and Gina Zarka. We're talking about our coaches. So it's like the importance of putting them around the right people, right? Obviously your family, but then also the, the coaching, right? That's that's a big part of, you know, that's a you're going to learn a lot of lessons from your coaches, right? <laughs> The things that by the things they do and the things that they don't do. So it's just the importance of when you're when you're picking a, a school or a wrestling club, it's a big deal, you know. And it's not just technique all the time, right? Technique's important, but they're going to have an impact on their life. So you better look at the the bigger picture as well. Right, and that's another thing I'll, I'll say. It's like, and look, we all have places to grow. So really, what we're trying to do is we're convicting all of us. We're convicting ourselves here too that we need to live at a higher level. So never feel like we're picking on anyone. But again, when we go around and we see different things, you start to see some patterns and you say, okay, what are the best practices? So we're just trying to help. So I'm, I don't want anyone to think this is a personal attack. If there's anything that you could you could um, improve, just get better at it. But when we were at CJA, and I have a feeling Gene Lazark liked, liked, liked hard music, like hard music. I never heard, I ne he never played anything for us. It was F this, F that, taking God's name in vain, blunts, 40s. Big screen TVs, get girls, get money. Never, never. I don't. I mean, I don't remember. No, I don't either. You know, yeah. rapping about rapping about drugs and taking advantage of women and stuff like that. I mean, again, I know that when people, because I know what it's like training in that in the other kind of environment too. People weren't thinking about it like that. Coaches aren't thinking, but they're like, oh, it has a good beat. It has a good beat. I get it. We felt that way in the past too. But the beat, yeah. But if you're, tr yeah, I get it. There is a beat. Then you know what? If you really like the beat, go on YouTube, find the beat, and kick out the lyrics. Then, if it really is all about the beat, kick out the lyrics. But 
you, you, you know, magnanimity, striving for excellence in all things. And I know there's a lot of stuff out there. You see, like with, with Gary V too, where it's like, and he's, well, he's got, and I, I get a lot from Gary V. So I really like his stuff. But when it's constant cursing, it's like, I can't listen to that in front of my kids. I'm not going to play that in my house. Right. And I get it. Like in Tony Robbins too, where we see this stuff and I'm not calling them out. I'm like, I've learned a ton from them, but it's like, and they're, and it's like, well, you know, we, we talk this way for effect or whatever. It's like, no, no, there's better ways to express it. I get it. I'm not perfect either, but, but don't do that. And that's why what we're saying with our company, it's family values. And if we, if we catch ourselves making mistakes, you guys might not see this on the outside. We're correcting the stuff within the business because we all had to improve. I mean, there was times in the past I'm shooting videos, you know, your younger days, shirt off at the beach. And it's like, hey, it's like we're, we're trying to have a professional image. You know, we're, we're not going with that anymore. Or, you know, if someone, you know, drops, you know, we have a lot of our people, our mindset coaches, they're known all through the country. They're getting interviewed all the time by these high level podcasts. You know, they drop a curse. They say something, they say some bad words or whatever, like, and they don't, they don't even mean to. It's like they're getting corrected. There's, and we call this fraternal, we don't call it this, we learn this, it's fraternal correction. So fraternal correction, it's like living at a high level. Don't party, don't use, don't use bad words, don't gossip, don't brag about yourself. I want you to be a go-getter. I want you to be the type that reaches out to, so like, so like as an example, I have the two people, the two people out of nine that I'm gonna pass through in my head. If, if some of those other people reach out to me, I was on the fence with some of them, if they reach out to me, I might pass those people through too. Why? Because it shows me hunger, right? So I want to see two things really. What I'm looking for is, so if you want to work with wrestling mindset or any of our mindset, um, you know, subsidiaries is I'm looking for people to be passionate about mindset. So if you don't really believe in sports psychology and mindset, it's probably not a good fit for you. So that wouldn't be the thing. And then two, it's just, I, I want to start, I want to see some tenacity. Like I, I like the email and not because I need an ego stroke, because, you know, I could care less. But at the end of the day, it's I want to see that you want to do this. You know what I think? You know, I, I see someone more like myself. It's like I when, I when we started this, it's like we we're hungry. We we're reaching out to a lot of people. And the other thing is that's part of the job that you're going to need. You're going to have to reach out to these coaches because a lot of coach, a lot of club coaches want the mindset coaching, but they're very busy. So we need minds. So we need people that are coming on board that are going to be reaching out to these to these club coaches and staying on them in a non-invasive way. But as a reminder, we want to, hey, we still want to come in. We still want to help you guys. And like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, we do want you in. So we need hustlers. We need go-getters. And most importantly, we need people who love mindset and really have a passion for helping kids. Winning mindset, wrestling mindset is changing lives. It's changing lives. It's getting people into better schools. It's getting people their wrestling goals. It's getting people all kinds of all kinds of success and just being better people. I mean, some of our best um, you know success stories is people deepening their faith. They've got they've gotten closer to the Lord. It's like we see that we see that, and and a lot of times parents they're happy because I mean you, know, you should be. I mean that's the number one thing. <clears throat> but making sure that we're looking at all those different areas, magnanimity, everything at a high level all the time, and we could all grow from that, right? Gable said you can't reach a hundred percent potential. Aristotle said that like a thousand years of BC. Uh, whether it's wrestling, school, business, or life, mindset makes the difference. Make sure you apply today. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.